0: To have a child is a beautiful thing. The late nights and early mornings, the small milestones of potty training, riding bikes, and making friends is something every parent talks about for the rest of their time on this earth. Growing a family within New Zealand is highly rated, and New Zealand is recorded to be one of the best places to raise children in this day and age. Fines while driving to trespassing on property, a neighbor's call to the authorities about loud noise or commotion, assault, kidnapping, and all other things indecent, can warrant the government taking a child away from you. And since 1999, the Ministry of Social Development have been aiming to do just that, to combat New Zealand's horrendous child abuse statistics. From child and young person services in 1999, to SIFS, to the Ministry for Vulnerable Children, to Ōdanga one group has been disproportionately affected, and it's a fact that we cannot hide from.
1: There's really no
0: introduction that we can do for this topic. We're going to have to go from the heart,
1: along with some hearty, hearty content warnings. This will be split into two episodes. In chronological order, the first episode will be looking at the original objectives and preliminary structure of Oranga Tamariki. This episode will be focused on pre-2017, when the organisation was still called SIFs. Founded in 1999, it had the legal powers to intervene to protect and help children who were being abused or neglected or who have problem behavior so without further ado let's unpack On some episodes, we have a sound that implies that there's going to be a bit of a content warning coming up. But for this entire episode, and also for part two, we're giving you an entire content warning
0: for child abuse. First article that we're going to look at comes from NewsHub, published on 9th of April 2017. The headline is, Calls Grow for Inquiry into Alleged Child Abuse in State Care. The tagline is, Pressure on the Government is Building After Today's Investigation by... The hui. If you are not aware, the hui did an investigation um, similar to how people do on Fear, Go, and Police Ten Seven. Yeah. But they looked into Stake here and whether it's any better. It's probably, in all honesty, the most jarring thing you're worried all day. Yeah. Um, It involves sexual assault, domestic violence. Um, Some young men in Stake here went to jail and said it was better then stay care the homes that they were in Um, and the inquiry began with the labor government into these individual cases which brought the most popular comment out of the world of work you know what about other ones but we're gonna get into that in the comments first comment comes from lynn lynn says those people that take in stay care kids are not genuine loving people they only after the money and whatever else is provided for the child i know from experience one set of foster parents in Make sure their grandkids were covered in sunblock, but not the foster child who was severely burnt in 28 degrees heat. It was so bad the child's togs were burnt to the skin. The child was only six years old. What did social workers do about? Nothing. Be interesting to see how this new system is going to work for stay cure kids. They need to screen the social workers first. Damn, Linton. That's a. First of all, that's a that's a hard story to read. Yeah, that's a tough one. Too. To, first up, yeah, because. Yeah, sunburn is I think we play around with it quite a bit especially in New Zealand we know that the ozone layer is trash here but it is detrimental for your health yep and it, it can get really hot real quick yeah um so what is it slip slap slop Slip, yeah, slap slap, 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 and rap. rap yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Do you, once again, thank you, Lynn, for commenting, though. Because yeah. it takes a lot to actually speak about a, li- like, a lived experience. I think a lot of the comments that we look at, we just hear from people who have never lived this life. Yeah, who are, th- who are looking from their perspective, thinking, oh, on my high horse here, <laughs> this is what I think. Versus
1: Lynn knows of an example where a family hasn't taken care
0: of their foster child. Exactly, exactly. And this is also the most common neglect. For state housing kids, you know, we know 100% that if you're a stay care kid in a home where the family has children already, you're at the bottom of the pecking list. Like, and if there's enough chicken for two kids, the foster kid will get the least. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that escalates to sunblock, it's going to escalate to parent time. It's going to end, like, you know, escalate to bed space. It's going to escalate to love. You're mm. going to get little by little. And in these state housing, you can see that in this, especially an in investigation done by the Huey. Mm. Um, but... Do you, and I want to I want to ask this question sort of candidly and in like also a respectful manner. Do you think Lynn also told the authorities? Because what she's talking about is essentially a crime that yeah, she's. Yeah, it's neglect. It's yeah, absolutely. And and she, and she knows that it happened. Would you call the like? Would you trust the authorities to make better of that situation?
1: Well, you could argue that Lynn commenting on Facebook. ...isn't necessarily going to do anything, Mm. and that Lynn has a duty, an obligation to tell the authorities. Now, Lynn may not also have trust in the authorities, given that Lynn talked about they need to look into the social workers first. Mm. But if you have holistic trust in the system, which I know for some people is very difficult, you would... SIFs, Or maybe it's a case of calling the police now looking at the historical injustices, mm. relying on the state might not be a good idea. Exactly. But is sitting here comment? yeah, it's a really tough one. That's right. A,
0: it's a real tough because one. Because
1: who do you call in that situation? Do you if Lynn knows the family, mm. does Lynn go and talk to them and say, Hey, I we also don't know how Lynn knows or how verifiable this information is but case sure. of like, hey, our children go to the same school I heard that um, such and such got pretty badly sunburned over the weekend. Do you what what happened? Yeah, happened. What happened. Are you having trouble taking care like but then yeah. it's like who are you to come and yeah, talk is to that as, your business? It's really, really, really tough. But yeah, then of so. course we don't want people to kinda of be bystanders in the situation. But exactly. the other options aren't too great either, so Len, let us know what you do? Yeah, yeah. I
0: would I would like to know how this story does <laughs> yeah. end. Um Lynn also Touches in the in the comment about social workers need to get screened. Yeah, um, and as you can see by the investigation in the HUI that I understand how you could get to that point. Um, but to fact check it as well, the there's a lot of differences in the Social Workers Registration Act. Because uh, did it t- change? It changed in 2019 um, because of this investigation. Um, but from 2003 to 2019, there were a lot of significant changes made to registration and a board-appointed social worker. So previously essentially it was like you have to okay so you you have your qualification and before you finish your qualification you are interviewed by the board and then you're appointed by the board after practicing for a year now that board has to be entirely independent of where you're going to do your social work which makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm, of course also the removal of social workers is a lot easier Um, Since 2003, but only stops them from practicing not being registered So Mm. if you are a social worker who you know has done something like this, what's what Lynn's talking about? You can be removed from practicing for an X amount of time But you can still be a registered social worker in our first episode of season one where we talked about removing a judge Very similar. Yeah, you can stop a judge from practicing to actually remove their registration very very difficult Um, And, I mean, punishment for not being registered is a a lot harsher, right? You have social workers who say that they're registered, get themselves in a situation, and then they're not. They're not adept to handling these things. They're not educated in the right ways to de-escalate situations or point blank to take care of kids.
1: And you've also got to ask the question that's, so the board approves them a year after practicing. Now does the board ask the families that their social worker has been working with, right? Because if they're getting, they're getting say, reviews from other people in the social organization, then of course it's like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen Johnny with the family. Johnny's been great. Yeah. Because you talk to the family and it's like, oh. Johnny's been horrible. Yeah. Who? Like, Johnny's yeah. called us twice. So I'm happy that there has been progress in the legislation, but yeah. I think they need to have a more holistic view of, okay, to actually determine the quality of a social worker and whether they are doing their job, you need to reach out to the families as well to try and understand whether they are happy with the service they're provided or if
0: they're if everything they need. Exactly, yeah. exactly, bro. And and like, that... Just to bring Lynn's comment back down to earth, legislation can only do so much. Exactly. It, it, it really is what is happening on the ground
1: 100 yeah. especially in cases like this exactly.
0: next comment comes from don don's comment says what a total stupid waste of money these people know who they are they may or may not choose to tell their stories i get that there are knives out to hi- hide the abusers to ac- hold the abusers to account sorry let's start with the failed parents <sighs> Hold is hold is spelled like H I L D. Hey, bro, my careful,
1: bad. careful. We're, no, my... we're not the we're not the grammar police. No, Don't be saying, doing I that. Thought, I thought that was, was season one. We season three hide. now. I thought he was saying
0: hide. I thought he was saying hide. Now, when I was reading it,
1: I was also said. I also thought it was hide, but then I was yeah. like, in the context of the sentence. And it's meant to say hold, hold. Yeah, hold.
0: yeah, um, but. This is, this is a comment that is... Uh, you're okay. going to get
1: into your media survival guide back Is to, that what you're going to get I, into?
0: Because really, he, he's blaming failed parenting, first of all. So We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So this is known as a false dichotomy. And, and, and let's go for an example first. The sentence that says, if it wasn't for my dog barking at 5am, I would have slept longer, could be kind of correct. But it doesn't mean that if it wasn't for X, we wouldn't have Y. Do you kind of get me? Because this this, com- this comment is false parenting. Like, yo, well, if it wasn't for the failed parents in the first time, this never would have happened. And it's like you're overlooking so many other attributes in this situation that it's, it's like X and Y aren't the only variables. 100%. Just because the parents at the start, and whatever a failed parent means, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah,
1: I was like, are you just going to say failed parenting?
0: We're going to talk about that. We're, we're going to talk about that for real. But that doesn't necessarily mean... That none of this would have happened if that was the case. There, in every single situation, whether it be failed stake here, whether it be dollies barking at, at five a.m., whether it be anything, there are so many more variables to make something happen. Yeah, X doesn't. It's not as linear as X.
1: If we didn't have X, we'd have Y. You know, like exactly. And going into the failed parenting. Oh gosh, what does that? What does that mean? What like, a, what does? What does that mean?
0: Yeah, like, what is? I I hate I hate the. I hate the idea of calling somebody a failed parent. Because
1: then it also just implies that there's like, a hey, you're an ex, you passed, yeah, you're, you're a passing parent. Like what, is it, like, what does that mean? Is it based on, is based on what the quote unquote success of the child? I mean, what does success mean to you? Means something completely different to me. There are so many variables into the decision, like what happens with a child. You might have children that, I mean, quote unquote, off the rails or whatever that means to you. Now, there may be specific characteristics and traits that most people would define as a bad thing to do to a child. But to be labeling someone as a bad parent ultimately does nothing but belittle them and just makes them feel like trash. So isn't something that's beneficial for anybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and, and for somebody to actually get on a comment section and say, this this could be a failed parent or whatever. It's like, who are you? To decide exactly. who a failed parent is. And I know we say that in jest, but we also need to understand that Oranga Tamariki do that every day. Yeah. And they put people into that box of, you are a failed parent, I do not believe because that you of can X, take y, care Z. of... yeah, exactly. And they're also using false dichotomy in their reasoning of saying, you know what, this wouldn't have happened if, if not for X or X, Y, Z... And it's like, you know what, that's not the case. But once again, legislation is linear. Yeah. And and that's why I don't really believe that it's gonna make that much of a change. It's all about on the ground. But And it's tough because of legislation, you've got
1: to legislate for an entire country. Mm-hmm. And there are
0: so many unique
1: individual examples and experiences. So it is tough. But I mean, go to this comment to classify people as failed parents or part, or excellent parents is just I yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And also I don't. I don't want to spend too long on this comment, but when Don did say, "I get that there are knives to hold, like to hold abusers to account," like is he excusing the abusers in the state here because he believes that the blame is really on the parents at the front, at uh, the forefront? Yeah, I. That is a real big. I don't
1: like that. That's a stretch, man. I don't man. like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next article comes from News Hub, published on the eighth of August, two thousand and seventeen. Headline for the article is Forgotten girl found after hours at Ministry for Vulnerable Children. Tagline is Social workers forgot she was there and left the office. Real, real sad headline, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I feel like this, the The article itself has, I feel like a few hundred comments, um, a thousand likes and stuff like that. Some of them are like shocked emojis, some of them are laughing emojis because when you first read it, you're like, yo, what, like, what <laughs> you yeah. know you, you're kind of like are you serious like this yeah. has to be a joke like a girl was left yeah at the ministry for vulnerable children yeah alone yeah and like that's that's something that you would read in a satire comic like yeah. oh this is how bad things are but yeah. like knowing this was the news was like yeah We've had
1: times where, like, your parents may just forget you're somewhere. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm also not going to air my like mom's doing laundry and say that she forgot <laughs> me a place. Just love you, mom. But you know, that sucks in and of itself. Yeah. But when you're in the hands of the state, yeah, where you're going to the Ministry for Vulnerable Children, yeah, and you are even forgotten there, I can't imagine how that would feel for that child. Yeah. That would
0: be at that level, it would well. be horrible. It would yes. just be horrible yeah and to to get into detail about the actual case the cleaners found them um hours later yeah um there the child was with family when the article was published um but to have the cleaners find you when you're 14 in the ministry for vulnerable children offices
1: that would just be so detrimental to you or just in terms like how you value yourself also
0: to the cleaner as well yeah like you you'd have to really be thinking what is going on like
1: what sorry so you've been here for how
0: long yeah exactly and and they said they were gonna take care of you. And the ministry actually acknowledged afterwards this was this they said that this should not have happened. Yeah. You're damn right. Yeah, you are correct. You're damn right it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> you didn't have to say that twice. Yeah, good God. First comment that we're gonna look at is from Lee. Lee said, Why would you idiots change the name? It wasn't the name that couldn't do its job. The workers need to be sacked and hire people that are going to actually do what they're paid to do. Oh, very good point, Lee. Yeah. Very good point. Odanga Samadiki has had, well, first of all, several name changes as we went over uh, child and youth family, family services, uh, often known as CIFs, um, then replaced by Ministry for Vulnerable Children. Um, and then Odanga Samadiki, uh, 2017 under Tracy Martin, um, the New Zealand First MP, was a minister for that. Um, and she uh, moved forward with the name change. But you're right. Does the name change have any...
1: And, like, I get it, right? Because on the face of it, what does a name mean? But when it comes to different policies, when it comes to different organisations, a name does mean a lot. I mean, taking a American example, so there was the Affordable Care Act, and mm-hmm. it was also colloquially known as Obamacare. And yeah. there was a study done to see whether people were for or against this. Now, noting they are the same policy, just two different names. Right. And there was massive disparity in the people that were for the American, the Affordable Care Act versus Obamacare, because a lot of Republicans are against Obama and aren't going to vote for that policy. And it kind of shows that bit of a branding um, error and mistake, because a lot of people would be against the policy, even though it's actually the same the thing. Same so thing. it does actually show the power of a name. People were turned off this policy mm. because it was called Obamacare. And if people have negative connotations that are associated with sifs, yeah. and if the government coming in are like cool we're going to change everything we're going to need to have a new branding because this isn't the organization of old yeah. I can understand why they would want to change the name. Absolutely. However I can also understand why someone in the comment section would be like why are you changing the name it's the same people doing the same thing. Yeah. If you're not going to change your organization don't change your name. Name, exactly. Is what I'm trying to say. That
0: I mean, that's yeah, that's totally fair. The policy thing, like, that's a good point. That okay, Obama has that brand that people are either going to be for or against him as soon as they hear the name. Hundred percent. When you hear vulnerable children, hmm.
1: yeah. And I think right there were there were there was some discourse at the time around you calling it the Ministry of Vulnerable Children. So I I get it, but it does kind of show the importance of a name.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it's. You know what, actually, it's all in the delivery. And that's and I think that's where a lot of people have problems with the SIFs idea and the Oranga Tamariki idea. The fact of the matter is that, like, there have been so many name changes in the last 20 years. Yeah. And the same issues are still occurring. That's the
1: thing. Name has changed, organization hasn't. So that's where yeah. the
0: complaints lie. Exactly. So I totally understand Lee's comment. Um, it doesn't earn applause. Yeah. But it's a good comment, nonetheless. Next comment is from Unduck. Unduck says, This is the fault of national voters and the funding cuts they vote for. This is very popular, right? Oh like goodness. when a government
1: is currently failing, it's like, well, they've only been in charge one term. It's a previous, and it's an interesting one.
0: Like, this, it is it is interesting. And I think, you know, in the New Zealand context, for those listening outside of New Zealand, the National Party are known for the big business, yeah. traditional Kiwi arguments, investment, low social justice type thing, right? Um, and in 2017, Bill English made the attempt of having a fourth successive term for the national government. Um, but well, okay, one of the. Uh, I right, listen to this. One of the policies that Bill was you know, for youth offending, yeah, to combat youth offending, he wanted to do boot camps. Uh what? Yeah, uh, boot boot camps. Like as though we're in the army. I don't know exactly what. Okay, all I know is Billingsley didn't win that election. Oh, okay, yeah, my bad. Not off that policy alone, but I'm sure (laughs) that that had something to do with it. Yeah, Uh, how how out of touch are you if you're? Yeah,
1: no, the boot camps. That's a very probably a very outdated idea of this is a structured way to get disciplined. And look, boot camps may work for some people. I would say yes. Now, that is not going to work for all children and shouldn't be implemented as a national policy. Because by doing that, you're implying that this is the best way to bring structure, bring discipline, to get kids on the right track, I imagine, would be the language that they would use.
0: Uh, Yeah, I feel like that's, that's that's the goal, right? And putting kids on the right track is exactly what Bill English promised to do if he had won the yeah. election, um, he committed the party to bringing a, t- a target amount of 100,000 children out of poverty within the next term. Um, the National Party policy was mainly built around the families package. Um, it was due to be introduced in April 2018, um, which English said would immediately bring 50,000 children out of poverty. Um, and they would increase tax credits to 310,000 families. Um, so there were a lot of promises here. Obviously, none of them happened, but... Because it- I want you to take something out of this first. If the National Party are targeting to bring a hundred thousand children out of poverty, I want I want everybody to sit down with that number and actually just realize that there are a hundred thousand children out there currently living in poverty. Well more than. More than more than, right? Yeah. If that's the target amount, you know that there are definitely more. You're you're setting yourself especially in politics, you're setting yourself a low ball target to be achievable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like every time I like look at that, I'm like a hundred thousand kids. That was the target. But you know what? Let's not spend too much time on it. Um, if we're looking at the spending from 2007, 2017, social security and welfare spending haven't really changed at all. Like the projected budgets have changed, but the actual percentage spent on GDP hasn't changed. And it's usually in the eight to 9% range. Because as a political party, especially when you're on the campaign trail, you wouldn't really announce funding cuts nah it's not really it's not really something that the, the
1: media or the people who are going to be voting are like oh that's a uh, great yeah. idea As let's I cut need, funding yeah,
0: I think we spend way too much money in that yeah you're yeah, right. let's, let's get out of it It'd social be... security nah cause unless it was like clearly bad
1: yeah it was bad spending like yeah. I don't know people complain a lot about how America spends so much money on the military yes.
0: so like funding cuts for that people might people celebrate. might actually be like yeah for sure like if we actually you know what I think a funding cut that I think a lot of people would celebrate is defunding a lot of stuff to do with um, the horse racing and the betting board. True. Absolutely. I think so. I think so. But for the majority of things, people aren't going to be totally happy that you're taking out funding. There's going to be an avenue where people will get mad at you.
1: Yeah, so they aren't going to announce it. They just gonna do it, <laughs> like they just gonna be like, "Yeah, we can't funding this." And paid fifty three yeah. in the bottom right hand corner, you got to have that special ink and that lighting, like you know, that's how they go gonna announce funding. You cuts. have
0: to, You're, And also, when, when you always see a political body be like, "Yeah, we're gonna push money into this," you got to ask a question: Where's that coming Where from? Where's that money coming from, though? You just going to
1: print some more inflation. Yeah. Arms of my way, don't try that. <laughs> that's not that's not really gonna work.
0: That's not really going to work for you. You really hit the Zimbabwe and cry.
1: all the kids in economics last we were, just like, yeah, were just like, oh, prim, nah. Yeah, so, it's
0: something that I learned in school as well. Like Zimbabwe, yeah. what, what does someone say? Yeah, you have to get like a boatload of money to buy yeah, bread. That's people's like,
1: only understanding of like when you when you hear someone say the, the word Zimbabwe, people associate like yeah. hyperinflation to it, which is pretty sad.
0: But, I'm sorry. Look, it's bro. I brought this on myself. I'll bring it up. So let's keep going. <laughs> let's keep going. All right. Bro. Next comment is from Ta. Ta says, why'd the family member who turned up to collect her leave without her too? And, like,
1: that is, admittedly, when I first read the article, that was a question that I had. And this kind of hits on a point about all media and everything that we read. Like, it's bits and pieces of a wider story, because... That family member might have been told, oh, no, um, other family member arrived five minutes ago and actually picked picked her up. So you're all good. And they may have left.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And looking into the article, once again, comments that need to just click the article. It's, uh, it does say a family member later arrived to collect her, but left before staff went and got the girl. So sub- subsequently, staff left for the day just before 7.30 p.m. and the girl was left on her own before she was discovered by cleaners half an hour later. And if you're reading into that, that is a very shaky source. Yeah. That is like, there is not a lot of information given there. Whether the information is actually out there or whether it's being suppressed by the ministry, we'll never know. But you kind of have to look at this comment. As you said, when you read it, you're like, that's the first thing you think about. But we'll never know the answer to that. Yeah. Like, I think that, is the issue with so many of these stories that we hear about uplifts and with Oranga Tamariki, is that for the full story, the ministry will never allow you to know the full story. And I can kind of understand that. They've
1: got some privacy rights. There's, other pe- there's people's lives involved. So we can kind of understand that. But like in this case here, is it fair for us to speculate or to cast judgment on that family member?
0: No. No, it's 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 not. And it's also... Is it any of our
1: business?
0: <laughs> Next article comes from NewsHub. Again, NewsHub's killing it today. Shout out! Yeah. Um, published twenty sixth of October two thousand and seventeen. The headline says: New government will remove vulnerable from Ministry for Vulnerable Children's name. The tagline is: It will be the Ministry for All Children. So, this was the headline before it was named Oranga Tamariki. Yeah. So, they were going to name it Ministry for All Children, which is a terrible name. I want to put that out there. <laughs> I didn't like Ministry for Vulnerable Children anyways. And then to remove the word vulnerable oh, sure. and put all? What, yeah, nah. What's your focus on now? Yeah, nah. Yeah, I wasn't really feeling that. First comment comes from Giovanni. Giovanni says, few questions. One, how much will the rebranding documents, logos, staff profile information for logins, and so on cost? Two, my child isn't vulnerable. So does that now mean I can use this ministry to help me, or does it need to meet some vulnerable threshold? There's Actually, a lot here. Like, there's just, a lot. just yeah.
1: analyzing point one. Yeah. So they go rebranding documents. Everyday person would know that. Logos, yeah. Staff profile information. This person works in government yeah, or yeah, For this... them to think staff profile info, they yep. must have like Like insight.
0: Giovanni knows. Giovanni knows. Yeah. Giovanni's on the
1: inside. Like, why are we changing our name? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why are we changing
0: our name? So we're going to put on the cards, huh? <laughs> yeah, we need to print those again, huh? Yeah. That's wild. I knew that. Um, to fact check you, and for the first question answer, the entire restructure cost 17431670 New Zealand dollars. In comparison to something of that size, the flag referendum was $26 New Zealand dollars. Mm. So, what, three quarters? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. $17 million to just change the name.
1: And if you think of how how often, like, ministries change names or new ministries are made, that's a massive
0: expense, but... Yeah, it's a... And they have offices all over New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... It would have affected a lot of people, not just workers, but people that you know actually do go to the ministry um, for stake here or for serious reasons. Yeah, it's going to affect them. So the second question, though, my child isn't vulnerable, so does that now mean that I can use this ministry? Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> that's what you're going to say? Like, like, okay, we did, we did kind of joke about it. I'm like, that's a terrible name for a ministry, but that's exactly what that ministry sounds like. It would take like ministry for all children. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You have a point, Giovanni. Like that like that's exactly what you'd think if you were like, "Oh, actually, uh I guess my child is also eligible now like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz not vulnerable, but yeah. like yeah. The what is a vulnerable child in terms of like a definition though? To remove that word from the name mm-hmm. is so pivotal to actually how we see what a vulnerable child is. You know, like, if we're taking care of all children in New Zealand, which I would hope that if you ask any MP in any government, they would give you an honest answer. What that answer will be, I can't tell you. But we should be taking care of all children in the first place. But we do know, as we just said, there is more than 100,000 children in poverty. Mm. So where's the line? What what makes a child vulnerable? Is there a child that is in poverty and not vulnerable? Yeah, I was going to say, there probably are. Like, yeah yeah and there are there are those children who are from high socioeconomic places who do go to high desktop schools that are definitely vulnerable who would definitely be classified as vulnerable Mm. and i think that's why giovanni's comment kind of asinine yeah just just because okay my child is vulnerable do do they now get help whatever have you asked your child if how they feel yeah maybe you aren't a great parent I'm not coming. Or maybe up with a, you.
1: a failed parent? Is <laughs> that what hey, you're going to say? A may, failed period?
0: Maybe. Who's to say? Oh my God. Move <laughs> on to the next comment. Next comment is from Tia. Tia says most still call it SIFs. How about just focusing on the kids instead of wasting money on image and branding? Hashtag priorities. Thank you. Applause. Next article comes from Stuff, published on the 13th of July, 2016. The headline is What Stopped SIF? from saving Leon. Tagline is, despite multiple warnings to Sifs and hospital care for injuries, no one stepped in to save Leon before he was killed. I just want to say that this is an opinion piece. It is an editorial. Um, and the article is about Leon uh, Jayat Cole, um, who sadly passed away, um, died due to abuse, uh, neglect, and maltreatment. Um, yeah. A five-year-old with autism Um, was murdered in a Papua Newi home in 2016. A very shocking and sad case. Yeah, it's horrible. I don't want to um, go into too many details here, but if you do want to read up on that, um, it is well documented. This uh, opinion piece is, as I said, by the editor of Stuff. Please be aware of the overwhelming tactic always used by news media and social media to put opinion pieces in this real big narrative that, okay, I can't legally say this is news, but I think this needs to be said type thing. Um, And also wanting to point out that Leon uh, was hit on the head on purpose by his stepfather, who was on electronically monitored bail, also known as EM bail. If you don't know what that is, it is the ankle bracelet monitoring system um, that if you do have charges, or you have a warrant, or you've been in, basically in the runs with the correctional facility or the justice system, and they want to know where you are and you're out on bail, they will put an ankle bracelet on you. Um, yeah, a very sad case. Very sad case. First comment comes from Kerry. Kerry says, sterilization of some people would save a lot of misery
1: no for,
0: carrie. The, for the ones that don't deserve the children they have let alone anymore oh carrie why how much time money and resources go into people who won't slash can't help themselves but but we keep needing to give them chances i'm gonna stop there for the first part why do people always bring up how much money and time is this <laughs> yeah money oh makes my god world go round, bro okay i'm gonna keep going. i'm gonna keep going how bad must things get before children are protected? Stop these people from breeding if they can't slash won't change and help themselves. Ah. Uh, okay, so there is much to dissect. Much, much to dissect, dissect. Yeah, yeah. First of all, working the comment uh, from f- back to front, don't ever use the word breeding. Yeah, no, uh, we're that, talking about it's people. not very humanized. Yeah, that's it's not. That's nasty, man. Yeah. Don't be doing that. Yeah. Like, breeding is usually used in, like, livestock and yeah. farm and animals. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you can already tell that Carrie does not value these people as human. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Um, but, and I know that I'm nitpicking for positivity here. I, your, optis, your optimism for comments has leaked onto me. I'm sorry, Gabby. <laughs> the comment does come out of love for children. It is an aggressive love for children, um, and it's also met with a lot of hate for parents that... Do this or have um neglect been, their children yeah yeah have been accused of that problematic behavior yeah
1: but you, th- this love needs to be cha- channeled yeah. in different ways i mean going off the top sterilization i mean we talked about this in
0: season two right yeah season two the dole episode people always bring up well if you don't want like if you can't afford kids just don't have any which Isn't that simple. No, it's not. I know we sit here with no kids, um, but we do know a lot of families out there. Hmm. And as we said in the intro as well, children are the joy of a lot of people's worlds. Absolutely. And to tell somebody that they can't have them, like not even in a a context of you can't afford them, whatever. Like finding out if you can't have children is a pretty detrimental part of life. Yeah, because a lot of people out there, because of things outside
1: of their control can't have children. So I'm not going to sit here and tell people uh, your income. It's just not quite there. Yeah. Like it's a child. This isn't a bank
0: loan. Exactly. I'm not looking at like, this isn't how we're going to make these determinations. Exactly. And to fact check in the unpack way, Bangladesh is the only country that openly sterilizes citizens uh, for population control. They have no qualms with telling people, look, you poor, you, you can't, you're not finna have children. And you know what they do? To poor women and men, you can earn 2,000 taka to get serialized. And what that is uh, in the exchange rate is 30 New Zealand dollars. They give you a shot. So it's basically like if you're low on money right now and you need money. And you know that you're not going to want to have children. Yeah. Or if money is over everything right now, you need 30 bucks. All right yeah population control
1: yeah that's weird how they've got how they give people money it's like a legitimate incentive yeah like it's an incentive based scheme as and as you said it's a form of population control but targeted at the demographic of poor people
0: Oh, of course because rich people aren't going to need 30 bucks yeah they're like why would they ever risk that um and it just goes on to the to the bigger question of like what does it mean to deserve children
1: Yeah, because that kind of looks at class in a way that if you're poor, you don't deserve to have children. But if you're rich and can quote unquote afford them, you deserve to have children. And then if you're going to go into just how, like, wealth inequalities and how that actually works out, resources, then it it just gets worse and worse. You go down a spiral, which you might not want to go down. But it really does hit on kind of a classist society that we kind of live in. If people have the perspective that, oh, no, you deserve a child. You deserve a child. You, I'm unsure. Come back in two years. Let's get that credit up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, that is, I couldn't have put that better myself, to be honest. Like, the the idea really i really struggle to grasp with and maybe it is the fact that i don't have children mm. and maybe that when i do maybe i'll understand a little bit more about this but like bro if you get children and
1: you turn up like this we have in words <laughs> i'm gonna link you this episode and say cuz like let, i'm gonna take the keyboard I away have from you. I some reading for you bro
0: <laughs> i have some reading for you
1: yeah no the whole notion of like deserving children is it's it's un- uh,
0: yeah it's just whack mm. to be honest that's whack Next comment comes from Jocelyn. Jocelyn says, why isn't this article titled What Stopped Mother From Saving Son? Sif didn't invite James Roberts into the house. Jocelyn, why? This, this is this is victim blaming. If you needed a definition for it, this yeah. is it. This is top tier. We have no context whatsoever about how they got together and why they stayed together. And frankly, that is, that is none of our it's business. none of our business. We are only given the consequence of that and what has happened in the aftermath. And yes, while that is terrible, why would you put the, the blame on. Yeah. Question mm-hmm.
1: is because uh, the mother isn't the victim. Well, the mother is a victim. Yeah. But the victim's actually the child. Yes. So, was this victim blaming? Good question.
0: Oh, that is good question. I think it's it's definitely shifting the blame. It is definitely shifting the blame. But is it victim blaming? Oh, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, let us know. Is it victim blame? Yeah, I'm not... Because, I mean, objectively,
1: well, what has been said in the case is that James is the person who committed the crime and hit the, the child on purpose. Yeah. So by that way, the mother is also victim in the sense that the mother has now lost the child. But... Ultimately, the victim is is, is, is the child. Is the, is the child. Yeah. But by association, is obviously going to be the mother as well. But yeah. anyway, the point that you were making around relationships are oh. messy; they're complicated. We are not going to sit here and we say, "Oh, and, yeah. you should have just told him to leave." There are many reasons so as to many. why. Maybe in this example here, why she's there. Liz. People in relationships might be experiencing abuse, yeah, but they stay in their relationships. Absolutely. For example what if the other person is the sole income earner mm-hmm. and they're literally reliant on them yeah. and if your only other option is to leave and go live on the streets yeah or to try and seek government support but a lot of people don't have faith in the government so it's not as black and white as oh you may be experiencing some
0: abuse leave that's yeah, it's that's just not, it's just not as black and white as that it's not yeah it's not as it's not as easy just to say that If you're facing this you can just get up and leave at any point i know that the women's refuge center do a lot of fantastic work um around the communities of new zealand however to put it back in the household and to not think about you know the next steps forward as you said what if this is the only form of income that this person has and you also have to understand that people come from broken households already people don't have an upbringing Um, As linear as you and I or the person Mm. in this comment and you have to understand that stability is what a lot of humans look for They look for acceptance and once you find that you're not letting go and See tool to even get a little bit deeper into it Our brains give us what we want. We are not going to see red flags in a situation when it comes to survival and so we don't know what situation this lady was in. We don't know what situation um, the man was in to be on Ian bail at all. As we said, we only know the consequence of this situation. But to speculate as well as to shift the blame onto the mom? Yeah. It's top tier trash. Next comment comes from Tarnika. Tarnika says, now this is a different article altogether. Whenever a child is abused and killed by a Maori person, everyone attacks the race. Looking here, I see none of that happening for Pakia. Bloody hilarious to be honest. Always one sided. Now this has been something which has kind of
1: been underpinning the whole Aranga Tamariki narrative mm. from when it was called what it was called before, mm-hmm. and just the historical context of the uplifting of children from particular type of families. Mm. Mm.
0: I, I think, and I, I know Tarnika sort of ends with the whole bloody hilarious thing, and I don't I don't know she, what she's exactly referring we to. We assume
1: it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, because it's... Yeah, I
0: think, she, well, I think she's just referring to her own comment, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'd hope so. Um, but to bring up race right now, is it's... Yeah. Okay, we, we have to look at that. Yeah. You know, we, we can't not talk about that, because Tarnika's right. If you had a look through this comment section, it was very shifting the blame. It was very, the state has failed. It was a lot of... The Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very interesting comment section because of the backgrounds of these people, I think. Mm. Um, and as we said before, we have no idea what this is like. We are only speaking from this on what we've read and what we've written in this episode. However, as two black men sitting down here And having done two seasons of this, (laughs) I think that we are allowed to speculate that if this had been a Maori couple, the comment section would have been a lot different. It would have
1: been horrific. Yeah, I mean, just recently, as of yesterday, we saw that News Hub actually commented on one of their posts saying, we've been monitoring it, but because of the amount of racist comments that are here, we are no longer going to allow comments. Yeah. And if they were doing that back in the day, oh, man. I imagine we would have been seeing that a lot more. Yeah. Because, as you said, we have a lot of evidence of two seasons worth to see that if this was a Māori family, yeah. the comments would have been absolutely racist, absolutely horrendous.
0: You're right. You're right. And i feel like that just that just hurts especially when the victim is a child yeah you know that the fact that people are having commentary on this in that way and how race plays a massive part on the commentary that they're gonna have around this um i know that we've we've spoken about it again and and i'll just say it again as well if you want to go out and read this case absolutely go for it, Liam um, was five years old with autism. Yeah. Like it's a sad, sad story. And I don't wanna discredit this article at all, but it, as you just said, with the, how the news media, what News Hub did in their comments to be like, yo, we were monitoring this and now we're just not gonna allow comments at all over it. I guess we're gonna, I, I would really like to know what happens when this opinion piece is about a Maori child or a Maori family. So in part two, we'll look at it from the other lens.
1: We'll look at it when it's a Māori family.